Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's good to keep saying that, right? As we transition from Advent, I'm wrapped with anticipation, and as we light these candles, we're so close to that Christmas Eve or Christmas Day service where it feels like we get to release, release that joy, right? That, that bask in the glow of Christmas and what all of this means and why all of us do these kinds of celebrations together. And so we live into this joy Finally, and we're in this space of, of anticipation and, and celebration. And then, and then as we go through our, our 12 days of Christmas, we get to this passage. And I don't know about you, but when I read this in the Gospel of John, it feels like an introduction, right? It's so different from the other Gospels in the way that it starts. But I don't know about you, but I have a confession to make. I don't usually read the introductions to a book. I usually skip to chapter one, and I know authors are probably just, just reveling in that, going, why would you do that? You're missing all the good stuff, right? But a lot of times, we just skip right ahead. We want to get to the, the bulk of the matter, what the real, real juice is. And in turn, this whole gospel is basically saying, don't skip the intro. This is really, really important. Now, you might ask yourself, why is it so important? We've lived in this joy. We have the birth of our ch the child of Jesus to save the world. How are we going to then live into this? And why is it so important? So first of all, I want you to skip back into Galatians and see in that second lesson here. So therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. All right? So what does that mean? That means that Christ came into the world, the Word became flesh as we see in this gospel, and thus the world is changed. Now, the big, the big part that always stands out to me here is, we like to call it in, uh, in kind of academic setting, logos, the, the Greek meaning the word became flesh. And so for us, as we sit here um, today, we didn't have the opportunity to meet Jesus face to face. We can in each other's hearts through the Holy Spirit, but we didn't get that chance. And for those who came beyond generations after, they couldn't um, have that connection either. But the word made flesh means that Jesus resides in these words. The Holy Spirit resides in the gospel. If you've noticed in the way that we present the gospel every Sunday, we take great reverence to it. We have a procession. We have, um, it's lit by two candles. We have the cross. We all stand up. We're trying to bring significance to this. And then have you ever noticed in some of the Bibles you have, perhaps, Jesus' words are in red. So we're really trying to emphasize it, too. But it really doesn't need all that. I don't know about you, but when I crack open a gospel I feel a connection. I feel when Jesus is speaking, I feel that instantaneous connection unlike any other book that I've ever read. And it's the same way with this part. Now, that's why we can't skip it because there is that infinitesimal connection between us and Jesus. And 
Here's a real thematic shift, though. We want to stay into that joy and into that light, but we also want to know why this is different. When Jesus is speaking to us now, God is speaking to us during these Gospels. And so that means, instead of this disciplinarian, God is love. And all of this is trying to explain God is love. The light, all of these kind of metaphors that we try to walk into. So as we transition into this joy, we want to sustain this joy, but we also want to feel this. I've thought about what is God, God is love for my own self in that metaphor. A couple of things that really feel like God is surrounding me in all the trouble and all the joy and all the sadness or whatever's going on in your life to feel that hug, that hug of God. What is that? And, you know, uh, growing up when El Ray was little, she's, we don't do this as much as we used to, but when she was younger, Trisha and I would get on ends of our house. I mean, it's not a very big house, so it's just, a, you know, maybe 20 steps. And we'd both sit down and we'd play this little hug game where Ella Ray would come and hug us and then run back and forth between us. Now, she didn't, she loved the fact that she could run back and forth and, and all this, but that just meant we got extra hugs every time, right? Because you always love the hug of a child, that wrap of love. And it's the same way with God. We want to feel that connection and that love. And there's another example that was really sweet that happened actually this year. Um, and, I, and my mom had said, you know, it was, it was uh, the day after Christmas, and so we had, you know, celebratory with our families and, you know, shared presents. And, and after, um, so I dropped my mom off at her place, and she, um, and so I gave her a big hug. You know, a little longer than usual. Usually it's just a quick hug, and we'll see you later. And, and I hugged her a little longer, just because it was Christmas and we'd all been together, and it just felt more. And the next day my mom texted me and said, that hug is the best gift that I got throughout this whole Christmas. And I thought of it in the same context for us. When we read this gospel, when we live into it, we want to feel that hug of God. And as we bask into this joy and continue to do that, think of it like that. Because that's what God's saying. I'm there with you. I'm here. I'm connecting with you. I'm hugging you. You've just got to sense it. Continue to sense it. Don't let that darkness get in the middle of us. Don't have me feel like I'm further away than I am, or I'm right there with you hugging you. So it's like a child's hug. It's like the connection that we have. And when we have those hugs and we have that love, we can do a lot of things. We can live into our life with Christ, with strength, with conviction. We can do the brave things we need to do. We can do the things that we need to do as we bring justice and mercy to those around us, the things that are hard to do, because we have that hug of God. So I want to leave that with you today as we bask in this Christmas season, continue to feel that hug that continues to be there. Amen. Amen. I'd like you to stand as able and say together the nice thing. Thank you.